Thank you so much for spending Christmas Eve at the chapel with us today. Um, we're going to just kind of jump right in. And if you didn't know, I have three kids. My third kid was born on August 22nd, 2016. And um, you may have seen him running around here. He's the three-year-old that is like chasing, he's always chasing bad guys in the atrium out there. <laughs> and he may even just come and hit your leg because he doesn't know that's unacceptable yet, all right? Uh, but maybe you've seen him there. But when he was born on October, October, August 22nd, we wanted everybody to know that he had arrived. So we did what every good parent does. We put it on social media, right? And so we put him out there. That was three years ago. He's huge now. But isn't it amazing that in a matter of moments, moments, we put it on social media, and my family in Denver knew he was born. Uh, my family in Michigan knew he was born. Friends in Arizona knew that he was born, and so on. In a matter of moments, everybody knew that our little superhero had arrived. Now, when it came to the announcement about baby Jesus is what we're celebrating on Christmas, it was a little bit different than Dean's. I mean, back then, they didn't have social media, so it certainly wasn't quite as instantaneous as it is now. In fact, not many people even knew that Jesus was born. The announcement came, made by an angel, to some surprised shepherds that had no idea what was happening to them. But even more important than just the way the message was delivered is the message itself that really struck me, and we're going to spend some time talking about that today. This is what the angel said to them. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Now, notice those last three words, to all people. What that means is that that message is for everybody. It doesn't matter what your cultural background is. It doesn't matter what your belief system is, what you've been through in life so far up to this point. Not even time, because it was true for them back then as it is for us today. This message is for everyone. This baby Jesus born on Christmas was going to grow up to be the savior of the world, to bring unending joy and hope to all of them who believe in him. For me, that is the epitome of good news. Yeah, and that's the epitome of good news. But you know what, what's interesting is that you have to ask the question, but is it good news? Because if it is good news for everyone, then why do so many people, even some that are here today, why do so many people believe that this good news isn't good? So I know one reason that sometimes good news doesn't feel like good news. Because maybe you've grown up in church, and it's because of your church background. You know, maybe you were forced to go into church as you were a child growing up, and every week in and week out, you had to go to church. Well, but good news can't be good news if it's forced on us. If it's pushed on us, it can't develop into good news for our own. And if that is you, let me just say, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for giving church another try, because I know it says a lot about you that you're willing to do that. And I hope through this service and through maybe a different experience than what you're used to, you're able to see that this good news is also relevant to you. And for others of you, this good news of Jesus' arrival, the, the coming of the Savior, isn't good, but it actually has nothing to do with Jesus himself. Because uh, maybe you have heard, you've heard about Jesus. You, you like what he says. You know what he's done. You know how compassionate he is, how truthful he is, how loving he is. 
But you wouldn't go as far as to saying the arrival of Jesus' good news because of the way that people who follow Jesus live their lives. Because if we, say, if we think, hey, Jesus is so loving and so gracious and, and so merciful to us, then shouldn't his people be the same way? And yet maybe this, this good news of Jesus' Jesus's arrival isn't good because, because of the way people have been representing him. And so if, if that's you in here today, I just truly, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say I'm sorry. I want to say I'm sorry I want, on behalf of those people who have misrepresented Jesus and who he is. Because let me tell you, the coming of Jesus, his arrival, should change our lives. It should cause us to live differently, to follow and live like Jesus. Jesus never envisioned the church to be like a courtroom. Instead, he wanted it to be like a hospital where people who are hurting, who are struggling, broken, can attend and be a part of this family so they can be in a safe place and also heal from their wounds. And so again, I just want to say, if that's you, if, if we have misrepresented Jesus in any way, I'm, I'm so sorry for that. Now, there's a third reason why sometimes good news doesn't feel like good news, and that has a lot to do with how we view God. And maybe you found yourself before asking yourself the question, I know I have been there, to ask the why question. Well, why would a good God allow bad things to happen? Maybe this has been your year. Maybe you had to say goodbye to a loved one. Maybe you had a devastating medical diagnosis. Maybe you've been through some financial or relational hardship this year. Or maybe you've been battling this depression day in and day out in your life. And you found yourself asking the question of, well, God, don't you care about me? Don't you love me? Why is this happening? Now, today, we don't have time to go into the detail of that matter. And even if we would have time, I can tell you right now that I would not be able to answer all of your questions because, truthfully, sometimes I honestly don't know why things happen the way they do. But I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves and cares for you. That's why Jesus came. And the reason why I'm fully convinced of that is what makes Christianity different than any other world religion. Yeah, there's another pastor who was um, overseas and they were sitting in front of, he was sitting in front of a temple with two other people who both had, so all three of them had different religions. And they were, the two guys were talking and they were talking about how all religions have differences, but in the end, they're all fundamentally the same. And so this pastor had the opportunity and he interjected and he said, listen guys, it sounds like you're saying that you picture God or whatever you want to call him at the top of a mountain. And we are all at the bottom of the mountain, and I may take this path up, and you may take that path up, and you may take another path up, but in the end, we will all be at the same place. And these two guys looked at this pastor and said, exactly, you understand. And lovingly, this pastor replies to them and says, listen, but what if I told you if, if, that the God at the top of the mountain actually didn't wait for us to find our way up? What if the God at the top of the mountain came down to us where we are? And the two guys looked at him perplexed and said, well, that would be amazing. And this pastor says, this is the difference. What we find in the story of Jesus is that he has come down from the mountain. He didn't wait for us to find him at the top. 
He came down from the mountain to us and for us. So this is how we know that God cares about you and about me. Is He's the one. He cared enough to make his way down to us, which is exactly what happened at Christmas. Jesus came, and what I love more about it, too, is that if you look at the life of Jesus, I mean, he was the son of God, right? And when he lived his life, it would have been easy for him to say, hey, I'm just going to avoid all of the bad things that are going to happen in my life, and it'll just going to be joy the whole time. But if you read the Gospels, the accounts of the story of Jesus, that's not the story that we hear. I mean, if you look at his life, it's full of pain, despair, disappointment, loneliness, just the same feelings that we encounter in our lives today. And even more than that, actually, his death. I mean, that would have been the part that I'd be the first one to say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to skip that one, and I'm just going to go in the cloud up to back to my father. But he didn't do that. In fact, he embraced his own death. That's how much he cares for you, because he did that. I mean, why would a loving God do that? It's because he loves you so much that he wants you to have life beyond the grave. You see, Christmas comes and goes every year, right? And every year we talk about the same thing, the arrival of Jesus. But what we have to understand is that Christmas is not just another religious holiday. Christmas is the celebration of a life-altering reality. Like when Jesus arrived and when he went to the cross and he died and he resurrected, that literally changed everything. And so we go back to what the angel said in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. The angel says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. This is a life-altering announcement that he's sharing with these shepherds. And so first he begins and he says, listen, I bring you good news. Well, listen, the good news is that Jesus Christ, the Savior, who everybody was waiting for, had been born. The one all people were waiting for had arrived, just like the story with the mountain. He has come down to us. You see, God himself came down from the mountain and entered this broken world. And in fact, to go further, he has, he has come down from the mountain to enter our broken lives because that's what Jesus does. He heals us. He heals our brokenness when we place our faith in him. This is the good news. But this good news is not just something we need to think about. This good news brings great joy. This good news goes from our minds hearing it to our heart. And when it goes to our heart, it brings great joy. Because Jesus, Jesus himself says, listen, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What that means is, is that Jesus tells us, listen, if we want to have life and life to the full, it's through him, right? Like, think about all the good news you have heard. Like, when I tell my kids that Christmas is tomorrow, their eyes light up with the most immense joy I've seen in a long time, right? And when I tell them their grandparents are, are coming, the joy, they just run around screaming at the top of their lungs, right? There's just so much joy in their hearts. So think about when, what, what do you do when you hear good news, right? It brings great joy. And that's what should happen when we talk about the good news of Jesus. But the joy that Jesus brings is not contingent on our feelings or circumstances. Because if we're all honest, life is pretty tough, isn't it? 
I know right now our town's going through something that, that's pretty hard. Right now, some of you have gone through situations this week, maybe even today. You see, the joy that Jesus brings is an unending joy based on eternal hope in God that he has come to save us. You see, this good news brings great joy. And this is the most important thing I want all of us to understand today. And Mark already hit on it a little bit, but it's to all people. It's to all people. It's for you. It's for me. It's for Mark. It's for your family. It's for your friends. It's for all people. It's for those of you here today who have been following Jesus for many, many years. This good news that you're hearing about today, hopefully it will remind you of the gift of salvation that you have through Christ and the commitment you made to follow him. This is good news today. It's for those of you who have been disappointed or hurt by the church in your past. Hopefully this good news will be a reminder and it will encourage you to follow Jesus and give Jesus a second chance. And this is good news. This is for you today who struggle to believe in Jesus. You're, you're still questioning and wondering, is Jesus even real? Is this even relevant to my life? Listen, this good news is for you today because, listen, God, Jesus, has come down from the mountain for you. And so we would love to journey on this, on your journey with you, your journey of faith. We would love to walk with you along that way as you decide and ask the question, do I believe in this? Now, you know, the reason why I'm certainly so passionate about this topic is because that was a lot of that as my own story. I grew up in Germany, and my parents were churchgoers, and so week in and week out, we would go to church, and sometimes I would go willingly, sometimes I would go less willingly. I admit that. But when I hit college age, I was disappointed by people within the church. I was disappointed by the church itself, and I started asking myself those really tough questions. And so what I did is I actually went and moved to London, England for my studies, and and there, I started to explore whatever the world had to offer. And maybe you've been there. And I've tried to do all of the things that the world tells us is what we should be doing, only to find myself two years later still feeling empty and lonely inside. After all the great parties, out of all the hangovers and all the fun things we were supposed to do, I still found that there was something missing. And I love what it's being said. Um, somebody said it once, saying that every person, you included, is is born with a God-shaped hole in our hearts. And now looking back, I realized, well, I tried to do all the fun things of the world, try to fill that hole with all sorts of things I could fill it up with, only to find myself that these are not designed to fill that hole. Only God in our relationship with Jesus is. Now, don't get me wrong. My life isn't perfect. It's anything but. It's not problem-free. I've got plenty of those. But I have that never-ending joy in my heart because I know that my circumstances may change, but that love that God gave, that God that came down from the mountain for us, that's never going to change. So today, as we continue in this service, let's remember that no matter where you are, God has come down to the mountain for you to shine the light in your darkness in order to bring you home. So you can see that we've already started to light some of the lights here on the stage. But we want this to be a personal moment for you. We don't want this just to go by and for us to be on a stage, but we want you to personally be able to take a step today. 
Dear God, I thank you for today. Happy birthday, Jesus. Thank you for bringing your light into this world, into my darkness, into our lives. God, we thank you that you have come down from the mountain for us. We don't have to earn our way up there. You've already done all of that. And God, as we celebrate this time together, as we light those candles, God, help us to take that next step towards you, no matter what that looks like and no matter where we are on this journey. Thank you that you were born and that you love us and care for us so deeply. Amen.